who's the special guest today i'd like uh, you to introduce because uh, you know you seem to definitely know him better than me yeah and, and it could and it could also possibly help my career so here we go uh, this episode <laughs> we are really happy to have with us vimal abraham he's the head of marketing for a technology company here and he's also probably the only traveler amongst the three of us so vimal welcome to the show Hey, good to good to be on the show. Good to talk to you again, Christy. We've had enough of seeing each other all through the day, and we have to do this at nine thirty in the night or so. I know. I so, know. Good to meet you, too, Shwet. Great, great. Uh, well, thanks, thanks for being on the show. And uh, this time uh, we we brought you because uh, uh, you know you, you travel quite a bit. I I like to probably travel more, but yeah, I've, I've traveled a little bit. Uh, there's always a lot to see a uh, lot lot left behind yeah yeah you recently came back from a vacation to uh, greece right omal that is right christy and a lot and a lot and a lot of stories about greece and how my impression of greece completely changed after visiting that place let me ask you something uh, before that how come we never saw much of the photos on facebook generally it's a habit for people to travel somewhere exotic and come back with tons of social media content right well, what happened to yours i didn't see anything <laughs> you know i i think there's a lot of faces that we go through when we travel christine you know you know you know some some of us travel for bucket list right, right. i'm i'm not saying these these come linearly in life or uh these these are uh, traits that you see in different people's right? right some travel we do for a bucket list some travel we do for you know just to accumulate photographs for facebook right, right. some travel we do for vanity but 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 some travel you do to experience to learn something and i, I thought greece taught me a lot right mm-hmm. and and it's also probably getting older the more gray hair i'm seeing i'm, <laughs> I'm moving away from facebook and and i'm I'm probably not realizing, uh, you know, I'm, I've probably not realized what's the value I'm getting out of sharing these photographs. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just probably a journey that I'm going through myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's what it is, man. And probably Greece shook me a lot, right? Uh, okay. When when you read about uh, Greek history, the mythology, you you expect a lot of uh, uh, pleasantries and a lot of uh, you know. Uh, softer things in life but greece is is isn't as uh, as pleasant as switzerland or as pleasant as the hills of uh, uh, south india or things like that it kind of shook me up okay. uh, and I'm, i've probably not uh, recovered from the shock what i had there why you didn't see any greek gods and goddesses <laughs> i i travel i travel with a greek goddess uh, my my daughter's named after a greek goddess so the whole trip oh, was so all about her searching for her temples so okay yeah <laughs> Okay, so um, Christy, how how about you? Uh, well, I have not been able to travel for the past few months because of a surgery I had. But uh, before that, I used to travel regularly. Show, but uh, it was only in South India, and I never traveled because I found travel, you know, to be a way of connecting with the sand and the sky or anything fancy like that. You know, I just. traveled solely for the purpose of bird watching and you know for spotting birds and photographing them and they gave me the mojo to travel but if it were but if it weren't for bird watching i don't think i would have traveled all that much uh, because uh, and every time i do travel i'm consumed with the thoughts of seeing a particular bird or a particular mammal reptile butterfly whatever be the case right that i really don't pay attention to the culture of the place or the people 
who I encounter sure I've met some really nice people and all that but nothing that really reaffirm me uh, that uh, reaffirm my faith in humanity or anything yeah so um talking about that uh, you know it's it's uh, not a coincidence that the word the etymology of the word interesting mm-hmm. comes from the uh, latin uh, interest or i, I don't know if i'm uh, totally killing it <laughs> the pronunciation <laughs> okay. but uh, the etymology okay. of the word interesting actually comes from the word different okay right which pretty much means that uh, when you travel you you leave behind uh, your routine and then mm-hmm. uh, you see something different right mm-hmm. so um that brings me to this particular question and i would like to hear from uh, both of you why do you travel i don't want to say something cliched right uh, you know the, the typical answer you would say is you know travel helps you to learn right but uh, but at the end of the day i think it's about fun here i mean uh, while there is a there's a where there's a lot of different ways you can have fun in i look at travel as a way in which you can have a little more fun and uh, be a little more happy and look at the interesting things like what Shobh you said and there is also another hidden reason right I mean uh, Christy you won't relate to it right if, you, if you're a married guy and you live in a joint family you see a lot of people that you know every day day in and day out and when you okay. travel you don't know the person who's right next to you right you, you're, you're traveling with an absolute stranger and I've had some um, unbelievably interesting conversations with people right mm-hmm. uh, it's it's ironic i don't have conversations when i travel in a ola or uber cab in right. india right. in chennai but when you when you travel to a different city suddenly you want to talk to that guy right mm-hmm. you you don't have that mind block that he's a driver right i don't want to talk to a uh, lot of right? uh, lot lot fewer inhibitions absolutely you, you are on your shorts right you are in your t-shirt and you don't have a pressure you don't have a meeting that you're running to right you don't have a class that you need to take your daughter to right so you are at your own pace and you you make some really good conversations right and mm-hmm. you have you have a lot of value to add to the other guy also right uh, recently i was i was uh, i took a ship from uh, athens to uh, santorini okay. and 3 hours i had a conversation with a german guy right okay. we didn't know who we were we mm-hmm. spoke about everything man uh, it it also gave me an opportunity to share whatever i knew about the the greek economy or or the the whole european economy we spoke about mm-hmm. everything and i realized this guy has an adopted daughter in chennai right mm-hmm. and he's looking for a local guardian and she's coming to meet me tomorrow oh that's it's, it's it's an absolutely unbelievable thing he didn't know me i didn't know him but now i'm going to meet his goddaughter tomorrow to see if i can Whoa. help her something <laughs> in india right and okay. that wouldn't have happened if i hadn't traveled Right. Right. So I don't know if the you other, took the if you took the ship in the agency of which uh, uh, I mean <laughs> I'm a kind of a etymology uh, what do you call uh, aficionado or uh, etymology <laughs> etymology <Shocking>. geek. <laughs> so I'm I'm going to bore you with how the sea got its name. Uh, oh yeah. I have I have no idea I'd love to hear that story yeah it was the AGNC or AGNC as you call it yeah yeah now uh, now all our listeners who are above 50 years of age please put your your braces <laughs> down and listen <laughs> so, no I'm kidding man so what happens is um, you know uh, so Aegeus goes uh, on his travels and then he sires a son uh, who uh-huh. essentially is Theseus right mm-hmm. and uh, Theseus um, Uh, comes to uh, you know uh, to Athens uh, essentially mm-hmm. to tell his father Aegeus that hey you know hey you know I'm your son and all that and he's mm-hmm. traveled back and on the way he by the way he kills a bunch of monsters and all that of course so uh, <laughs> okay. while he's there you know, he figures out that um, 
you know athens is supposed to send a tribute uh, a bunch of uh, uh, young men and women uh, because um, there's minotaur who's locked into this maze and uh, right. and then you know uh, you know basically minotaur needs the the tribute so essentially what happens is uh, you know uh, ages looks at it and says what the hell is going on you know i'm going to you know solve this problem once and for all and he sets off in a ship to crete and then uh-huh. um, you know i i don't want to go into the story because i want to stick to the etymology that uh-huh. he basically uh, kills minotaur there and then uh, minotaur is the half bull half man Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, let's not go into how uh, yes. <laughs> Minotaur was born <laughs> because that's let's a funny save story. that. Yeah, let's save that for a very sexy episode of Nothing in Particular. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Valentine's Day episode. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And uh, and right now, uh, anyway, so he's he's coming back, and then uh, he forgets to uh, lower the the black flag that he has on the ship, and then to mm-hmm. uh, maybe. Uh, you know uh, raise another flag uh, possibly mm-hmm. athens flag or something and mm-hmm. then uh, aegis is watching uh, from the shores and then he sees that uh, you know theseus's ship is coming and theseus's ship again is another thing that we should talk about later on uh-huh. but then uh, you know uh, you know he sees that the ship has a black flag and then he says oh my god you know uh, theseus is dead and then he throws himself into the sea and that's how the sea got its name what <laughs> and he's dead <laughs> basically oh, he commits okay. commits suicide yeah <laughs> you know it is it so reminds me of mahabharata and ramayana yeah. there's there's this so much of common connectivity with those stories that we've built in india and the stories is whole greek gods and goddesses except that we don't have a wonder woman in india yeah. but otherwise there's a lot of commonalities here yeah. yeah yeah so so anyway let's <laughs> let's get back to <laughs> let's let's move away from etymology to something else yeah. back to travel so, So I told you why I travel right that's primarily for uh, bird watching but I think I have a pretty decent understanding why a lot of people travel and I'm not talking about the hardcore travelers who make this their life's journey and they basically devote most of their lives to this I'm talking about people who travel on a regular uh, basis or a semi regular basis uh, it reminds me of a quotation from Joker in Dark Knight when he says uh, nobody panics when things go according to plan even if the plan is horrifying i think travel basically helps you break out of the plan that you have in your life that perhaps is not so very interesting so unless the the process of traveling is ingrained into your upbringing or if you're put in a position by work or by the institution you study in to travel i think it's a response mechanism to life it's just a way of dealing with it and of alleviating stress and a lot of it also has to do with preventing stagnation of the body and and mind uh, i think it's a healthy break uh, i think that's primarily why a lot of people travel to deal with life yeah and in india just i think you know <laughs> we are the newly rich and then <laughs> right. and in the 80s and 90s basically we didn't have anything and then uh, you know right now there are there are there are jobs which which actually create some sort of a you know at least a semblance of some disposable income and then yes. we we are actually uh, able to travel now because early early on you know uh, when uh, you know at least we were children uh i i'm assuming vimal is in the you know in his ages in the ballpark as as arts and uh, you know essentially we we couldn't travel because we simply did not have the money and uh, you know traveling is, uh, is a new essentially a new hobby in india 
right right absolutely you know you know i i was reading this somewhere somebody said the journey of a thousand miles begins with a bunch of cash in your hand or a cash advance <laughs> in your hand that's, that's more like a cash advance right yeah, it's, it's expensive you know when i was a kid i remember how excited i was to go to bangalore how excited I was go to goa and going to the <laughs> more so about exciting, uh, being excited right? about going to a movie theater or a restaurant <laughs> yeah absolutely right I think we were also excited back then because we didn't have to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true man and yeah. All through my school days actually we traveled a lot because I was a part of land scouts. Uh so every winter vacation and summer vacation they would take us off to this hills uh, and uh, every year we used to go to either Kerala or Andhra or Tamil Nadu over some hill station over here and they used to take us through all these exercises and and all that and back then if somebody had told me that uh, people travel and get paid for it i my mind would have been blown because it seems like such an unlikely thing back then but uh, these days the opportunities are uh, huge right here show like i know a lot of people who travel and make money because they do and they document it so whether they take photographs videos or writing that gets sold online and they get paid for it right so yeah man i think in india right i mean uh, you know we are people who don't <laughs> <laughs> don't even have a qualified skyscraper so you know <laughs> the only Wait, thing yeah what about the lic building <laughs> yeah right 15 floors god damn it damn and it. Uh, 15 or 14 floors or or 16 floors depending on you're talking whether you're talking to american or british guy so <laughs> you know god damn it that is a good one <laughs> so you know what the hell man i mean um, yeah, so the reason i think why a lot of people go to either thailand or to singapore is to basically <coughs> be in a foreign country right, right. And nobody will go to nepal or nobody will go to sri lanka and call it hey you know i went to a foreign country because they kind of embarrassed to say that because they are those guys are basically <laughs> on the same economic level as us right right that doesn't count i mean right as in you can't go to bangladesh and then hashtag i live my life right. <laughs> and you cannot get a toffee or a chocolate from there and call it foreign chocolate <laughs> and foreign chocolate goddamn it was such an important thing when the aunties and uncles used to come back that we had to have have had foreign chocolates from them Yeah I mean if anybody comes from the airport to my house if they don't have tobalon then I'm immediately going to start judging them for being <laughs> bad people that's all <laughs> Yeah So there's one more topic that I wanted to talk to you guys about and uh, I think it's established that the three of us are not hardcore travelers uh, so from our perspectives do you think there's a difference between being a tourist and a traveler i mean i'm sure there are but from your perspective what do you think is the primary difference between a tourist and a traveler vimal see uh, i don't know man i mean uh, somewhere i might sound a little snobbish at this right and i hope the audience doesn't mind listening to another snobbish guy with a male ego uh, uh, so they've been listening to me for four <laughs> episodes so i think it's fine <laughs> so see wait, wait, there's a big difference right a, a typical tourist you know I, i i would i'm assuming you don't have a chinese or a japanese following so i'm i'm going to take a dig at them <laughs> what a, tip, a typical chinese or a japanese guy is a guy who comes in a boat 
gets down on the shore they all stand together take a selfie stick and say they'll take something in their language take a picture and they go away right? right they wouldn't have experienced what the city has to offer they wouldn't have experienced how does it feel to lie down in the sand does the sand feel different from how a marina sand feels they don't have the time to experience it right all they cared about is the picture and going back and telling the guys that you know what i went to this place and i took a picture that's about it right, right. and that 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 population still exists right i would say majority of them it's right. got nothing to do with money it's got nothing to do with it but it's just your expectation right you want to see europe in 8 days fair enough go see take eight pictures and go home right <laughs> but then i i i believe a, a traveler is somebody who wants to go and experience it right the traveler mm-hmm. is somebody who will never carry half cooked meals in his bag and go go to a wash basin put put water in full steam and cook it and eat it there right, <laughs> right, right. A, a traveler is something who will go and take a risk right who will go and take a risk of eating that eating a food that he's never experienced before Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's about shaking shaking the fear that you had right mm-hmm. and you know one of the fears that i've always had is how do i drive car in the opposite of the road right <laughs> in okay. in all my travels i've never dared to touch the car right uh-huh. but this time i said to hell i'm going to do that i'm going to i'm going to drive the car on the is it left hand side right hand side i always get confused i think we drive on the right hand side of the road on right? the left yeah or on the left, on the left uh, hand side on the left hand side of the road right so I'm i i wanted right? to <laughs> i'm absolutely clueless in my directions guys so i wanted to experience that in it it's it's a little difficult right to get an international drive and driver's license in india i had to go through a week long process christy you might know i'll come yeah. and visit the rto office standing in a queue getting embarrassed by rto officer right. say, you're traveling for one two weeks you want an international license why do you want to pay so much money i mean it's right. not your problem i am paying the money give me the license right. and and after that you know the first 15 minutes of driving in the opposite side of the road you know it it was such a fear man i thought i'm going to yeah, crash yeah. the car i did go and crash the car a couple of times oh, you did insurance i did <laughs> thankfully i didn't kill anybody i didn't kill i i might have killed a few plants and a few <laughs> you know a few birds or insects inside the plant i don't know it won't affect so, greece's economy don't worry it wouldn't have affected <laughs> so but then it it helped me to you know shake away the fear right i i didn't appear like a tourist who is scared uh, who will get into a cab and do only that right. but for the whole two weeks i had a car with me i was traveling around in the car Uh, i went and brought groceries from the local store i knew where to park the car right. and, and today if somebody had to go to greece i will be able to tell them you know which are the safer sides of greece athens you can try which are the which are the little more rogue elements there but mm-hmm. if i were a tourist you know i would have just gone take a map five places to see hop and hop of buses and see then come back right right, right. And, and my learning would have been limited so much right all right so for a traveler your journey begins two months before you travel mm-hmm. and uh, your journey never ends Right, right you right. you are always thinking about it but if you're a tourist your journey begins the day you get inside the plane your journey ends the day you get back into your plane coming back to india and yeah, that's, that's how i would yeah. say difference is yeah yeah my my fear yeah my fear when uh, driving on the other side of the road which i have done a bunch of times in the us is that uh, at at intersections i tend to get into the wrong lane <laughs> and when i turn so i'm like dude and you know somebody is really shouting you know dude what the hell are you trying to do and trying to get a skill so that's that's one thing but uh, talking about uh, tourists and uh, uh, travelers i had a very funny experience uh, in, in i think this was in washington dc and uh-huh. uh, you know essentially uh, we were going around and uh, there was a souvenir shop right mm-hmm. and uh, i was with a friend uh, vishnu i think uh-huh. christy christy knows vishnu and uh, yeah. so we got into the souvenir shop and uh, there were there was uh, there, i mean there were a bunch of uh, you know very pr- <laughs> pretty souvenirs there and all you needed to do 
was just uh, look at them for a little bit and uh, realize that all of them were made in china right <laughs> and i am like okay i am in the united states and i'm here in the souvenir shop and all these souvenirs right. are made in china and then right. to our amusement we were just standing there there comes this bus uh, with uh, you know basically with <laughs> chinese travelers they get okay. off they come into the shop and they buy a bunch of souvenirs oh I'm my like, god guys are you going to take this home because that's that's where this basically the stuff came from and yeah. man we had a hearty laugh there yeah <laughs> absolutely crazy yeah. this reminds me of when my my dad went to china a few years ago and he came back and said i was surprised at how less chinese food there was and I, and i said how could you tell and they said they've never advertised it as chinese food i said dad they won't call it chinese food it's just food and he's like yeah, yeah. right yeah and there's uh, this picture of uh, a restaurant which has uh, uh-huh. both chinese uh, and uh, english uh, board right and a uh, uh-huh. name board okay and the mm-hmm. english uh, you know uh, portion of the name board says google translation error <laughs> you're serious <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh so they tried to translate some chinese in google and then it's a google translation error they don't know how yeah. to read it they just put oh it there God. they just copy the shapes in the same vein uh, you uh-huh. know one of my cousins he travels quite a bit in china because uh, you know uh, he essentially gets a lot of stuff manufactured in factories there Uh, he says that uh, you never hand over a large bill to a taxi driver because when he gives back change uh-huh. uh, you know essentially they give you uh, you know currency notes that are not even valid and there's no way for you to find out there's there's no english really? numbers or whatever yeah yeah how will you how will you know right i mean well, right <laughs> <laughs> yeah so when he gave them to the you know at the reception in his hotel people were like dude this is not even currency Oh jeez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's 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 just some random pieces of paper. Yep, that's all it is. Oh my word. Model of the story, don't go to China people. <laughs> Crazy, you know, talking about the translation error. Apparently it's a big industry to make look like food, right? When when burgers and all this English western food was introduced, Mm-hmm. Apparently the Chinese and the Japanese people didn't know the size of it they didn't know the volume <laughs> of it right so ancient days apparently all the restaurants were open there were no doors so you uh-huh. peep inside and see what's the size of the portions and stuff like that but now you have your air conditioned glasses and you know blinds you can't see what's happening so the, apparently there's a culture I've never been to China or Japan right but I've heard there's a culture that they have look life like models So they don't explain to you what the food is, but they show you a lifelike model outside. You see it. If you like it, go inside and say, "Give me one of that," and you eat it and come back. Yeah. So no chance of Google error happening there. I've seen oh. that in uh, in Kyoto, Bimal, uh, okay. and okay. Uh, you will be pretty amazed at how realistic that food is. That's not real food though. Oh. And yeah, I heard yeah. that there are companies who specialize in printing. Uh, I, I I believe it's three D printed food. Absolutely, and yeah. it's, it's 3D printed um, food. Yeah, 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 it's amazingly real to look at. You'd you'd wonder uh-huh. how the food is so fresh, right? Oh. Uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing the uh, the way they do it. Oh, that's nice. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, there may be a potential in, in India to sell it. You know, I know a lot of these malls where they have dead food in front of you, yeah, and you exactly, never want to go right. and eat that. Yeah, when you look at it, yeah, yeah, I mean, the food yeah. is just uh, you know looks stale, right? You don't wanna you yeah. don't feel like going eat going and eating that food. Or what you can, or what you, you can also do that is sell that food in high-end restaurants in India and call it French food, and they'll eat that that plastic and say, yeah, it's it's I can taste summer and my grandmother's fingers in it. I'm like, okay, you know, uh, just to come back to this to tourism was 
uh, versus traveling i did what any sane person would do i actually googled difference between tourism and traveling and i was just going through this bunch of indian articles and uh, one of them had this huge paragraph about uh, how a traveler packs light and a tourist packs really heavy and i found it to be a really nice metaphor right because i think that's how a tourist goes to a place he he packs in all these expectations and he's got all these these uh large preconceived notions of how the experience should be and he goes there and and if it is not met to the t he gets disappointed whereas a traveler just makes things up on the go packs really light a towel and a sandwich and that's it he he just goes and he finds his way and he creates his own experience rather than dog uh then planning it and then making sure that he achieves all these milestones right yeah absolutely christy i mean it's very well put right i mean when when we say packing it's also both physical and mental right yeah. uh, you 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 just keep your day open right you don't really say that today i'm going to do five things i'm going to see five places but you just say that i want to walk around right, right. the the best times i've had while traveling is walking right <coughs> no agenda at all right no fixed agenda saying that i have to see five places and i have to go and eat in this particular restaurant start at 8 o'clock in the morning just walk around thankfully the places that we tend to travel to have a better weather than what we have in india the better better you know uh, rate of uh, you know pollution or better right. roads and safety you just walk around man you just you just experience what's around you when you feel like hungry you eat food when yeah. you feel like stopping you stop right and and that's that's where you really learn right yeah. and that's the better experience than saying that i have to see five places and you miss yeah. one place you're angry yeah. and you're so so cheesed off and you're only yelling at each of us saying that oh you spend so much time in the souvenir shop and i miss seeing this place right? <laughs> yeah. yeah either i want to have my routine you know everyday routine which i guard uh, like gold or i want to have absolutely no routine at all while i'm traveling yeah, i think yeah, life yeah, is just yeah, a balance yeah. of these two yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, show sure, much like how we discussed uh, spirituality in episode 3 i find that uh, that propagating the intent to travel and showcasing the various facets of being a traveler i think it's taken a real precedence over the actual activity i mean the number of resumes that i've received in which people have cited traveling as a passion and then we meet them and we talk to them and then they say oh it's been a couple of years since i traveled and you know they describe themselves as uh, wanderlust merchants and uh, how they live to roam and they're born to travel they're born to travel it seems they're just born to be like mild that's it uh, <laughs> yeah man the, apart from uh, you know <laughs> listening to music and reading i think this has become <laughs> this has become one more addition now i know right and it's almost like an expectation saying that if you're a regular traveler that you somehow go through these series of life changing experiences and you become a better person now look i know a plenty of people who backpack all over the world on a regular basis and they still come across as being selfish and arrogant brats who are completely oblivious to their personalities right and i also know some people who don't leave their rooms but they still seem to have the worldly uh, wisdom to be productive helpful and uh, interesting now show up just to be clear i'm not talking about you <laughs> <laughs> so it, take take one thing for example christy when you when you travel abroad right i yeah. i know this is not apple to oranges when there's a pedestrian on the road you stop right we don't uh-huh. feel like doing it because of various reasons right when when mm-hmm. we, we, you can't you can't afford to Uh, stop in omr when you're driving because there will be only pedestrians in the road right Correct. but even when the road is empty right when you're driving and the guy is trying to cross the road right how many of us really stop and let him go 
right? Mm. I mean, especially mm. uh, the community that we live in, there mm. is about two kilometers of road I need to cover inside the compound, right? right. And it makes me feel, I don't know if I'm being a wannabe American or a wannabe Euro <laughs> European, but I feel nice to stop and let somebody cross the road. At the same time, I see people who have lived all their life in US coming in and they feel the other way around, right? When somebody's mm -hmm. crossing the road, they'll honk and they'll go, right? It's, uh -huh. it's just a poor example, but then, uh, like you said, right, there are so many good things we see abroad, right? right? How many of us learn that and bring it back and showcase it here, right? No, right. I, mean, I, I really yeah. try to do that. Yeah. So, okay. I, I brought back two, two things from the US. One was jet lag. The other one was... <laughs> The, the other one was culture lag. Okay. No, the, the culture lag part of it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, sometimes even weather lag because I weather lag because I was wearing a sweater for a long time. So uh, what happened was then uh, I I tried to essentially stop for pedestrians, mm -hmm. and they looked at me. And they grew really suspicious, and they were like, "When I start crossing, this guy is gonna run me over. He's a psycho, <laughs> right?" Oh that's, my God. that's the. I tried it with at least uh, a bunch of people, uh, varying uh -huh. ages, right, uh -huh. and uh, varying possibly varying uh, social uh, statuses. Yeah. And the the essentially the, what the story that they I told me was the kind of assessment they had of me was that I was a psycho because I stopped <laughs> I stopped of all the people. Right, because you know <laughs> nobody in in Chennai stops in India stops right, and they don't expect the, you to stop. Yeah. yeah, and they are in the middle of the road, and I'm gonna run them over, and then I'm so so so, so, the, so the moral of the story is the guy looking nice, he's traveled abroad, you stop, labor guy don't stop because the more chance of you running over him is to stop. Yeah, yeah, so so yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. right. So True. and then I just I just uh, I just run the guy over, and then I click a button, <laughs> and my number plate uh, number plate changes, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> And after that, they find out your second name, and you're in a whole lot different world of trouble, buddy. <laughs> and talk about talk about running over vehicles, man. I God know. Seriously, yeah. And you bring the European culture of the new age stuff yeah. that's happening to Chennai yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So that's the whole uh, goddamn thing, right? So I I thought you know through this because it's not working, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, right, we need yeah. to change this as a whole 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 culture because I've had friends telling me that you know. Uh, one of my friends, Andrew Lee, he used to tell me he's a British guy. He used to tell me that man, this is a mental disease. Why don't you, <laughs> why don't you let guys pass? And I think it's a mental disease. It's definitely a mental yeah. disease because uh -huh. if you drive like a moron on Indian roads, right? Mm -hmm. The best case scenario is that you're gonna get somewhere ten minutes earlier, maybe five minutes earlier, yeah, or yeah. not earlier at all because you you have like a zillion signals on the way, and you're gonna mm -hmm. you know you're gonna stand there anyway, man. So you know. It's not, it's not going to happen. So, the culture lag hasn't really helped me much. Yeah. Travel, tra signals are great levelers in life. No matter what car you have, you have a nano or you have a high-end endeavor or whatever it is, yeah. you reach point A to point B the same amount of time. Absolutely. Yeah, he here, the way people drive, it's like the uh, milkman cometh and, and breaketh one of the commandments with their spouses. I mean, they drive <laughs> with, with such uh, weird energy. Right? Yeah. If there's one thing I've learned from travel, uh, like at least to all the hill stations that I've gone to, I've done a lot of things there so that I don't get beaten up by the locals. So I think, no, really, I've I've actually learned from those experiences because I'm somebody who tends to judge people. Like, they've got to prove to me why they're not uh, arrogant and selfish at me. And I, may, I have this preconceived notion of uh, the average person that I meet. But I learned that, you know, by traveling that, uh, yeah, I, it's just such judgment is just me carrying my own baggage and I'm projecting that 
on uh, other people now in hill stations i don't have this uh, philosophical epiphany that makes me realize this i just said hey i bloody well be nice to this guy otherwise there's a chance that he's he's going to beat me up because i'm a tourist in his town so i think being nice is something that i've learned by travel absolutely the other one uh, christy talking about judging right so i had a very interesting observation when it comes to uh, the kind of respect that indians get <laughs> abroad <laughs> <laughs> okay. kind of respect is it <laughs> yeah i mean we, we don't Within get quotes respect yeah, yeah. we don't get any so uh, <laughs> that's exactly my point the point is if you take countries to which uh, you know indians go to work uh, as blue collar workers mm-hmm. we have no respect for indians there you take singapore <laughs> you take the middle east you know you take mm-hmm. malaysia the moment you are an indian doesn't matter you're a doctor you're an engineer or you built a bridge on which you know thousands of vehicles are traveling every day it really doesn't matter god damn it you're an indian that's all it is however you go to the us right mm-hmm. <laughs> the blue collar workers are unfortunately the poor mexicans right, right, right and right. then the indians are the doctors and the engineers and you know the ceos of uh, <laughs> google right. microsoft, microsoft right. and uh, you know adobe and so you know all of a sudden indians are wow man they they, they got a respect for a lot, lot of respect for indians all of a sudden right okay. so this is a, this is a horrible horrible thing very very bitter truth that's that's there you know because i've uh, i've traveled to you know extensively in in the middle east i've traveled to you know in in singapore and then of course uh, in europe and 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 uh, the us the story is completely different Okay absolutely you know just about a couple of months back when i was traveling i got lost in one of those hills here i mean i to- i mean obviously took a wrong route i believed the gps that i was carrying and i got lost in a foresty area right mm-hmm. and the greek economy is so bad that people don't have jobs all they do day long sit outside smoke drink and you know play oh, with their crap. pets apparently there are more pets in that area than children and uh, i got lost in this place and there's this older guy sitting outside his house and i'm going and asking him you know how do i go to olympia right all that he said pakistani bangladeshi that's the only two words i heard from him right, <laughs> right. he after that he just went on saying things right i mean i, I quite relate to what uh, shoab just mentioned right it's like, like like how we look at the chinese population right we don't know who's from korea who's from north korea who's from japan who's from china or vietnam we call them chinese and so in that sense right so the people who come from our region bangladeshis indians pakistanis afghanistans all of them are seen in the same way yep. to the untrained mind and if, right. if you're probably an american you've seen a lot of these guys you know how to differentiate between a, a, a truck driver who's just come from kabul and a guy probably from india who's gone there and has done his work yep. but right. in areas where we uh, they don't know they treat you all the same and yep. you just can't blame them for that except for the fact that they live in a developed nation they probably are not as much as a global citizen as, as indians are today right? right indians are far more well traveled today uh, as a as a percentage of the population when you compare to some of the european countries or the americans Yeah, so I mean, the British, I mean, uh, undivided yeah. British India still lives on in one way or the other. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Apparently, a lot of Americans don't have passports. I don't know if the data is still true. You know, they, all they care about is traveling within America. They would have never left America. And all they know about is America is the greatest nation of the world, right? Now they yeah. can't leave Probably because of Trump also. So. <laughs> <laughs> they, possibly they can never come back, yeah. Never. <laughs> what about uh, travel literature you want to talk about travel literature because i know you uh, read uh, you read uh, jack kerouac <laughs> oh jack kerouac uh, on the road uh, yeah but i do but it was more because i had already gotten into jack kerouac by then and i had read on the Ro- road is probably the third or fourth book that i read of his but if there's one book 
that uh, inspired me to travel it's actually this book called holidays in hell by pj rook it's a very cynical take on all the places that this chap goes to and he hardly spends any time there but for me it actually inspired me that i could travel and make fun of people and cultures and actually get paid for it so i got really interested in the whole process of travel writing after reading pj rook but hmm. for the pure description value i think pico ayer is my favorite travel writer uh, oh. uh, video nights in kathmandu blew my mind and i went to nepal a few months after reading that book and only wow. one other and, the, book, and that book inspired you to go to nepal yeah yeah absolutely i was there for almost a week in in nepal after reading this book and this this book i read when i was in college uh, after okay. that only one other book has inspired me to get off my butt and go and that is shantaram even though i grew not to like the book so much but the way he described the subcultures in mumbai it fascinated me so i actually wrote down all the hotels and restaurants that were real that were mentioned in his book and i actually went to all these places and yeah i didn't really document it or write about it but i think therein it started my interest in traveling and i credit that to shantaram actually wow okay that's pretty interesting what, a, what about you shok what is your favorite travel literature no man i mean uh, i read uh, old man at the sea and i went to the marina beach <laughs> 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 so uh, but but by the way i mean um, uh, talking about that so <laughs> see in in general like i told you right i mean we are the, we are the newly rich and then tra- traveling is like a big deal for us but right. when when people generally plan they say hey you know i want to go to see the water you know or like a beach or something or i want to go to the mountains or you know i i want to go on a culture tour to europe i go to i want to go to vienna listen to the you know listen to the, uh, the, the symphony orchestra yeah, yeah exactly right so <laughs> right. you want to do all that so i mean uh, let, let's just imagine that we are a bunch of rich guys with a private island or something <laughs> and so what what is it what is your favorite water mountains or culture mountains less people and mountains okay. wait wait N- no people and mountains and my uh, i can't say slaves can i <laughs> my helpers <laughs> helpers elves let's call them elves Vimal, how about you? I, I'm going to echo what Christy said here. Yeah. I mean, if if I were to write down the list of places that I've seen, and and two of my favorite places, one is Ladakh, and other is a small village in Switzerland called Muren, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. These both have the least amount of people. It's a place where nature makes you feel very small, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ladakh, you know, you 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 stand in front of a mountain there, man. You look like a real ant here. Yeah. If the mountain comes back to life, it takes it 30 seconds. Not even. 30 second 2 seconds to crush you right <laughs> and it it it's such a humbling feeling right mm-hmm. and ladakh I've, i felt so humbled man when i travel i've never felt so humble ever before in my life right mm-hmm. you look at that mountain and you look so small in front of nature right, right. Mm-hmm. and and a- anything else which is man made you, know, you you know there is uh, some amount of bias in it right we we tend to look at uh, something which is abroad and say like, oh this is built by an american or a foreigner it's so good but you look at the same construction in india we don't appreciate it but nature is an e- is a equaler right mm-hmm. irrespective of which part of the world you go nature is nature right and uh, i i would agree with christy where there is lesser number of people where there are lesser number of indians traveling Uh, I would prefer that kind of a place. I I like Sure, uh, what about I, you? I like New York in in that sense and uh, just uh-huh. like uh, the mountains uh, make you uh, you know seem small, here the culture make you seem small. 
because a lot of artists come there you know the whole place is uh, you know uh, you know everything is big <laughs> about uh, right. new york about manhattan and right. uh, the artists go there this is a discussion that uh, christian and i have had quite a bit and uh, when we you know we used to talk about the city and why you need to get away from it i always used to tell him that you know you come to cities because you have people there and you can actually collaborate and there's also uh, one book that i bought but i haven't still uh, read called the the genius uh, of geography or rather the geography of genius i don't know which one it is okay. uh, so essentially in this book the author argues that uh, uh, you know people who were in the you know the the same vicinity uh, you know gave uh, contributed a lot to uh, you know science and culture so essentially it is it is the magic of cities and uh, how it brings uh, people uh, together right and then uh, you have you have uh, people building up on uh, top of each other's ideas and mm-hmm. uh, you know you know going from there i am i'm a huge believer in cities you know however large or, or filthy they tend to get right. i think there's this uh, you know something magical about uh, large cities with with a lot of people in them <laughs> yeah i can completely uh, understand what you're saying but i think where i can't relate to you is because where there's uh, magic there's also uh, madness i guess Yeah. some of us see the magic but some of us are just you know more focused on the madness and we kind of let that overshadow the the magic of what the city means to somebody right, right. the whole point is uh, christy you know i'm uh, as an as an individual right i'm not i'm not a, you know i don't write a, i don't write books or i don't like write blogs or you know and right. things like that so for me uh, to achieve something means that i have to work in teams and right. when i and i want to work in teams and i want to get the satisfaction of uh, you know getting something done Uh, for me it's about uh, finding people and people come they are drawn to cities because of that uh, they mm-hmm. come to find work they come to collaborate they come to do go- uh, good work and uh, for me you know uh, i'm not an individual contributor to society you know i work in teams i'm <laughs> like right, right. wolf pack yeah so right. cities cities is what uh, you know really really works for me okay that that's that's fascinating it's just that <laughs> it's fa- it's fascinating because i can't believe that there's the amount of inspiration that i don't see but then i know it exists because i see people like you feel inspired by it and it's 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 fascinating that i can't see it but it's even more fascinating that it exists you know right so the whole the whole thing is christy the you know we can inspire each other and uh, if you think about it you know if you take out certain uh, people from your life uh, your life wouldn't be the same uh, you they some people would have actually uh instigated you would have inspired you to think in in certain ways then some new thoughts are there and when these ideas combine you right. you you get uh, better greater ideas and uh, you know <laughs> to to use the cliche term synergy there right. there is a ah, real yeah, <laughs> sorry you know there's <laughs> there's a real you know possibility of synergy of ideas and then you know interesting things happen yeah so i guess the more you travel and the more people you meet you basically open yourself to new ideas and new possibilities right true that's that's true too yeah. but uh, but then again uh, you know uh, if you by travel uh, you know uh, the very definition is is temporary right okay. because uh, you travel uh, because yeah, <laughs> you are not working right, right. so right. that's that's right. the whole that's the whole point so you you achieve Uh, things by long years and uh, possibly months or years of working decades possibly right yeah, so yeah. you know you know so that's that's the idea yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is why i think it's pertinent that uh, uh traveling should be encouraged amongst children that they should be that it should be spoken 
about to and they should also be allowed to travel with their parents now vimal i know that all the places you've traveled to you've traveled with your family right yeah it started over that right yeah. we've had some that's crazy stuff yeah you've also written a blog on uh, your wordpress uh, page uh, nini says about uh, what it means to travel with children now let me ask you two things one is tell me what's the best part about traveling about your your child and unless this is going to lead to a divorce tell me also what's the worst part about traveling with a child see traveling with a child let me say the worst part is easier to pick and say right oh, okay you know it's you can't have certain adult pleasures that you would want to do in life right you got to be very careful about where you take your child especially when your child is getting to a preteen sort of an age right, right. all certain certain that you have an indian mentality in your mind and when you see right, people right. Uh, dressed in a particular way in a beach doing a certain activity that gives them pleasure you feel a little uncomfortable with your daughter looking at them right yeah. and mole mole rouge is off limits too <laughs> you know it's it's a funny part we took riya there uh, riya has been to las vegas riya has been to mulan rouge and she's oh, she been has? to she's she, except that certain areas in mulan rouge area i didn't take her inside and okay. certain areas i went by myself and so so uh, so the 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 difficult part is that you got to be very careful about what sort of an exposure you give to your child certain things you wouldn't want her to get exposed she's not old enough to see Right. but the the benefits always outweigh it here yeah. when today uh, riya has had some crazy experience which i wish i had it in my when i was young mm-hmm. the first time she traveled she was 3 months old and she got hit by a giant wave when we were trying to cross arambul beach to the to the you know sweet lake which is on the other side of arambul beach in goa mm-hmm. and we had no clue it was a high tide day we were we were just walking and a giant tide came and hit us right mm-hmm. and we we my wife thought i was drowned my wife thought ria was under the sea and i thought i lost my wife right oh, wow Jeez. it's it's but then we were so shocked and she ria was up in just like a couple of minutes she enjoyed it mm-hmm. right oh. and and it's it's i mean uh, she wouldn't have probably registered in her mind what really happened at that time but the learning she gets out of these experiences right when we push her to do more and more and more it gets into your mind right somewhere it gets into your mind and you get exposed to it when she comes back from a travel she says no i want to go and live in that city or she says no i don't want to go and live in that city she forms that opinion she sees right. that there is a world beyond india there's a there's a world beyond the city that we live in right and uh, in some sense you know she gets used to being prepared for the unprepared okay right uh, which we, we all have a general routine especially you live uh being spoiled by your grandparents you're yeah. out of that for a day out of that for a week and uh, you get to get to experience what you've never experienced before right, right? having said that one more difficult element traveling with a child it's going to cost you a little more uh, <laughs> you 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 got to do that little bit of extra research right mm-hmm. you don't want to go in a lie in a bed where you hear these noises from the next room and a curious right. kid always asking what's that noise coming right, right. Uh, and we've had that issue in of all places in goa Right? Oh. and we we had to make a sleep a little longer it was a nice place but we didn't realize what's going to happen middle of the night we are shaking we are hearing beds shaking noises coming from all over the place and she wakes up and says what's happening right you just tell uh, a zombie apocalypse <laughs> or something like absolutely that. right uh, we we had to give her some story and you know it turned out to be a scary story and she still scared <laughs> about some ghost story we told her <laughs> right but but uh, but the thing is you got to be very careful you you've got to ensure that uh, you go to a three star hotel or something higher up where uh, it's right. suitable for families thankfully trip advisor makes it easy i know i know there's a lot of uh, fake ratings coming in but then you can choose hotels which is specifically for travelers uh, with families all right 
but then they tend tend to be a little more expensive right. uh, you you can't uh, really hitchhike or backpack in as right. much as you want especially with a kid right? right but but it's it's fun traveling with a toddler when she was much younger put her in a pram take her anywhere you want and uh, she'll cry for some time then she'll sleep but when they go on to the age of 5 to 9 uh, it's very difficult to travel with them because they don't want to walk that extra mile they have an opinion on them yeah, too big to carry and you also can't medicate them also because that would be illegal i presume <laughs> there, there are parents who medicate children who travel in plane with I, cough syrup I, right I, I've yeah, heard of this it's, happen yeah. it's, it's weird man somebody gave me that advice they said uh, first time we started taking uh, Rhea on the plane she said oh give her a little bit of Calpol she'll sleep off right <laughs> and I'm like hello no you don't yeah, need to right yeah. there are so many tricks available right there are yeah. children who are 8 years 9 years old who are very scared to fly today right i i would only blame the parents that they didn't uh, you know i mean they would have had financial limitations stuff like that if you didn't have that yeah. i i think it's not exposing the child that yeah. you know you have to do a certain set of activities for your child not to feel as sick right, right. and so show show you have a big enough family to fill a small indonesian island so so what do you think <laughs> like about traveling with family is this something you see yourself pursuing for a long time <laughs> yeah man i mean uh, when i uh, sell off that startup and i'm a millionaire <laughs> yeah. i'll start doing that <laughs> right 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 <laughs> no i mean those those issues are real so when you have uh, you know children uh, things uh, the costs uh, you know tend to very very quickly escalate and we've had very small children plus we have twins so it's it's very difficult to manage them so you know uh, you know so we haven't really traveled uh, as a family uh, so far okay. uh, because it's okay. quite a large family right so um, yeah so so that's about it uh, guys yeah. yeah so i did my extensive research and and decided not to have kids so okay that was that's a joke that apparently fell flat Vimal, uh, where can uh, people find you? Uh, I'm, I'm, they can probably catch me uh, in, in Facebook or through my blog, uh, which I don't write very regularly of late. Uh, okay. I blog at ninisays. dot com. Uh, okay. You can always catch me at Facebook, and uh, you know, when Christy wants me to tweet something, I do go to Twitter. <laughs> I don't really have a very active uh, following there. My Twitter ID is Vimal Abraham, so these are best places to catch me. Really? Yeah, you you say that, and you still have more followers than me. That should do wonders for my confidence. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and and then somebody likes pictures, they can take a look at my pictures. There's a site called theabraham.co.in. Before I hit this whole Nirvana, that I'm not going to share anything more. So okay. When you when you said pictures and Nirvana, I thought you had naked naked pictures there. Certainly, <laughs> <laughs> certainly not of mine, which okay. people know what to see. Okay. Even though I report to you, Vimal, I'm not going to check out that website. <laughs> 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 okay so uh, looks like your hike uh, this year is guaranteed uh, yes yes <laughs> it's appraisal rating week baby <laughs> nothing in particular Nothing in particular is brought to you by your hosts Shweb Hussain and Christy Parath. You can catch up on Christy's writing on worstherder.wordpress.com. He is at the rate worstherder on Twitter 
on instagram he is christy.bharat which is c h r a s t y . b h a r a t h shuweb is at the rate s h u v e b on twitter and on instagram as well please follow nothing in particular on twitter on at the rate listen to nip and don't forget to rate us on itunes it helps the show nothing in particular features original music by hari ram narayan with vocals by sharanya subramaniam